Fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for a Fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we're joined by Vinayak, a master's student here at Liu. He'll be telling us all about his trials and tribulations of moving to Sweden as a young adult from India. How did he get here and how has it matched his expectations? My name is Rebecca and let's start the Fika. So welcome. Hi, Rebecca. You've been here before. Uh... You mean in this studio? No? Yes, in the podcast. <laughs> in the podcast, yeah, the previous episode with Oscar. That was really fun. All right. So assuming that the people listening today have not heard that episode, who are you? What are you doing here? Okay, so who am I? Um, I'm Vinayak and uh, I'm a master's student here in Liu in industrial engineering and management. And before starting, I'd like to thank our international coordinator, Ms. Priya Eklund, and our host, Rebecca, for inviting me to this episode. So, thank you. Nice. So, where are you from? So, I'm from India, and to be more specific, I'm from the southernmost tip of the country. It's a place called Kerala. And did you grow up there, or did you move there? Uh, yeah, I grew up there, and I did my bachelor's there as well. So for my studies, I haven't moved that much, other than within the the 360 miles of the county. I mean, it's it's a coastal region, so we have a lot of beach, but also have hills and backwater. So it's quite a beautiful place. And is it nice the weather? It's rainy. But I love rain and we have rain like throughout the year and it's mostly rain and summer season, even though they say there's winter, it's it's mostly more rain and then a bit summer afterwards. All right. I see. So what made you come to Sweden in the first place? Like what happened for you to come here all the way from India? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um So initially, I wasn't planning on continuing my studies after my bachelor's because I felt I needed a break from my studies. It it was the huge intensity and then the competitive atmosphere. So I didn't really plan on doing it. But then I took a year off after my bachelor's. I analyzed my future options and um, visiting my family and friends and then took a few Uh, software courses and through this period I understood that doing a master's program and then a different atmosphere would benefit me greatly. So my initial uh, how do you say filter was Europe and then slowly I funneled it down to Sweden due to different factors for example you know language here most of them speak English and then my course curriculum that was a really important factor and then the university ranking and, you know, possible future opportunities. So it seems like you thought about this quite a bit. Yeah, my one year off was a real advantage for this. All right. If it's not an indiscretion to ask, how old were you when you moved to Sweden? I mean, that's totally fine. Uh, I was 22. Actually, um, come, I was always the youngest one in my class. My parents sent me to school early because... They were quoting me as a pain in the ass 
uh, in my early stages so they send me to school early so i was always you know one year younger than everyone so that taking that one year off made like a balance in my studies as well i think so i came here at 22 still the youngest in my class so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i noticed that there's quite a big range in ages from people doing their masters here yeah i mostly i've seen people coming here after like a few years experience and then decided oh i can i should change it to a bit more specific or i need to change to a different uh, specialization or something and then they came to do their masters here so, so i was the one without much experience oh okay <laughs> So going back to how you applied and did you do a lot of research? Like, was it Googling? Did you know about this university at all? Did you funnel in on Sweden for any specific reason other than language? Um, no, it's the university ranking was important and language was a major factor. So for me, it was not just Sweden. I had between Sweden, Germany and Netherlands those three were my, I guess you could say, top three options. Sweden being first, Germany second, and Netherlands the third. And and I was learning a bit of German before coming here. It was no way related to coming here. I just liked the language and, you know, it just happened. And Sweden, I had a friend who was doing his master's in Stockholm. So he was a huge help when I wanted to discuss things before coming here. For example, like planning my budget or, you know, what kind of things I need to buy from home and what kind of things I could just come here and buy. And then he mentioned about the second markets and things like that. So living situation, I discussed with him. But the university and studies, I, well, Googled myself, I guess. All right. So you had a little bit of insider information. Yes. <laughs> Did you have any fears about costs? We get a lot of questions about like the difference in lifestyle and life cost and moving from India, like just the flights are probably quite expensive. Yeah, that's that's really true. So, I mean, Sweden being a Scandinavian country, you need to have an expectation that it is going to be expensive. So you need to plan your budget properly. So as I said, if I hadn't had a friend in Stockholm or uh, before, then I would have been more stressed out regarding planning my budget because that's a really important factor because especially maybe I'm not from a rich background, so that's maybe one of the biggest reasons. So I planned it accordingly. And the first one or two months, as you know, like uh, the, the long-term purchase, like your winter jacket, your bedding material, your winter boots, and all the other stationary items could... It cost a lot. So first two months, it's you can't really restrict it because you need it. We mm. are going to like freeze to death or something. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, I was quite planned. And then I stuck to my budget throughout the past two years. So it was quite easy to handle afterwards. As a non-EU student, you pay your fees, is that correct? Yeah, that's true. Did you? I know there's some scholarships available, but they're quite hard to achieve, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get my scholarship for my first year before coming here, but I knew I had a chance for my second year. So I spent my first year like completely focused on my studies, trying to get a grasp of it. And especially because of the reason that I'm from a different country, different educational system. And I, I knew that I should put more effort than maybe everybody else to 
to have a quick grasp of it. So, yeah, and then I applied for my scholarship in the second year, and I was fortunate enough to receive it. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Now, going back to your trip to Sweden, uh, was it like a one-day thing? Is it something that took several days? How was packing? <laughs> packing is always hard. Oh, yeah. That is... <laughs> so, packing was really a big thing because as i said i asked him what i need to ask my friend what i need to bring from home and we have this i don't know about other countries but we have like a pressure cooker that we we carry <laughs> for everywhere and that's something i think it's common for indians to use it so i had that and a cooking pan like a small pan those were my only kitchen utensils you could say but That's the only things I know how to cook with. So I needed that. <laughs> so you brought a pressure cooker? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's that always gets interesting when you have a new person moving into your corridor and hears the sound and just flip over. It just happened recently as well. Like you hear a whistle and then people are like jumping out thinking that, oh no, that's like a bomb or What something. What is this thing? <laughs> it's, it's like normal physics that like a pressure build inside a pot and then it comes out through a small tiny hole and that creates like a huge sound because, you know, the pressure building and then it's popping out. So people just flip out hearing it. I guess we're not used to it. Yeah. Was it worth it to bring the rice cooker? Yes, definitely. Um, Not rice cooker, pressure, pressure cooker. cooker. It's yes, different. That is correct. But you can do wait. more things. Yeah, we, you can do <laughs> for making like mashed potatoes. That's like the best. You you put it in for water and five whistles. You can just mash your potatoes easily. But wait, I forgot what is the initial question. <laughs> so apart ah, from the packing, the, yes. yes. So and then I got a lightweight blanket. I mean, I'm used to blanket even back home. So I needed my blanket to sleep. Uh, even if it's like summer back home, I I needed it. So blanket was a must for me. And then I basically packed all my clothes and then checked how much it weighed. And as usual, it weighed quite over the, the limit. So I had to <laughs> throw some stuff out even in the morning before coming here. Because at night, my mom stuffed in something else that I needed to use. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, that always happens, like secret things going inside the bag. That, that and then, happened with my mom as well. It's like yeah. I packed everything and then the next day there's a few extra things. It's like, you definitely need this. It's like, mom, I, I don't. There is a weight limit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had to throw some stuff out before and then in the airport, even though it was like, I think I remember it was like two kilos over the weight, but... Uh, I knew somebody at the airport, like who who takes care of the the taking this thing to the mm. one of the officials. So I got in without any extra charges. <laughs> that was fortunate. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm not sure you should be saying that. <laughs> I hope the the airport authorities don't hear this podcast. All right. Okay. <laughs> So apart from terrifying people with your pressure cooker, is there anything that you noticed that was quite different about Sweden? Hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's exactly related to that, but uh, so my first few days, I, I got my bike immediately because the bike is important here. 
and then I was trying to cross this road and I remember uh, the bus coming in and then the bus was waiting for me to cross the road that never happens back home <laughs> so I was like I was waiting for him to go forward and he was like no he's like you pass through and then I'll go so we were having this hand gestures <laughs> on the road that was quite strange for me because back home you need to wait until all the cars go by if you're going through a cycle so that was quite strange mm, what else I mean all my cooking habits terrified people in the corridor <laughs> maybe the smell or maybe the color looked so good that they wanted to try it they forgot that it was spicy oh that, yeah yeah <laughs> i'm responsible for making some people cry i'm not so oh, happy no. <laughs> about saying it but yeah that happened all right so when you first arrived we also advertised the student associations a lot and you actually did an episode about that so you joined ESA, and why did you take that step? Oh, time for the big topic. <laughs> okay, so as I said, I was really focused into my studies during my first semester. And I didn't, maybe I didn't really focus on spending time in the social aspect. So I limited my social circle to just my corridor mates and few of my classmates, because I honestly didn't spend much time socializing and then after the first semester I got comfortable with my studies and how it was progressing so I decided oh I could do more and <laughs> then I saw this recruitment post from the International Students Association and then me and my friend we applied for it uh, I was actually late for the application by one day I had a cold feet but still applied and they were like happy to have an interview and then yeah the rest was an amazing, amazing, amazing <laughs> journey. What about other social aspects? So you mentioned that during the first semester, you were a little bit more focused on the studies. But when you did go out and have fun and participate in student activities, which one did you like the most? Hmm, that's tough because I didn't, honestly, I was a bit late for my arrival here. I just arrived one day before the my roll call. So it was the last arrival day and I arrived one day before. And so I didn't really know any student associations at the time I came here. So that was quite hard. Though I participated in a barbecue uh, uh, near the accommodation, that was quite fun. But experience from my welcome period would, wouldn't be that helpful for anybody right now. <laughs> so hopefully not the best example. No, but I had my own cycling trips here uh, in, in uh, Link Shopping. By yourself? Me and two or three of my friends. Oh, so nice. that was really fun. We just went out exploring. And actually, it was only the first trip that they joined. After that, they became lazy. And then I had to choose my own roads. <laughs> I got lost in the woods quite a bit. and But it was quite fun getting lost in the nature. All right. But you did make some good friends, which is very nice to hear. Yeah. Were they from different nationalities? Or do you I have mean, any other Indian friends here? I have people from Kerala itself. So I was really happy to meet them here exactly on the arrival day. Oh, that's So nice. it was like I heard the language Malayalam going on like in a group. And then I was like, oh, yes, I found my people kind of thing. 
<laughs> that was quite fun. We were like a few in my own class, so that was nice. But later on, after joining the association, I could say I met people from a lot of different countries, especially the autumn 2020 semester. The welcome period was, yeah, the welcome period that you came <laughs> in. I met uh, people from actually all over the world. Like, yeah, I remember talking to you during that welcome period. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You don't remember, remember me. <laughs> no, I don't remember you from the arrival day, but maybe from the bowling event yes i remember you from oh the yes yes during that one we, yeah we spoke but as well. i think i met i made a lot of german friends here because i mean there's yeah. there's a lot of germans yeah that was really nice because i had as i told you i had a bit of german learned a bit of german before coming here oh yeah you could practice yeah i i practiced a bit but then i start a bit and then they continue with their own conversations that was bad then uh, uh, we had to switch back to english all right, but at least they did, which is nice. Yes, I had a lot of, uh, how do you say, accommodating or welcoming German friends. I mean, we hope so. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the goal of having a lot of international programs yeah, and a exactly. lot of international students at the university. But so focusing a little bit more on the present, so you're doing your master's and you're in your final year. You're, are you doing your thesis right now? Yes, I'm doing my thesis at the university with a thesis partner you can do it alone but the university mostly encourage you to do it with a uh, with a partner because it's you shouldn't underestimate the time required for the thesis so it's good to have a thesis partner yeah yeah i i can attest yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> so my topic uh, is the impact of artificial intelligence on the procurement management uh, i'm not sure explaining that here would be <laughs> much of a help but yeah if you are interested in knowing about industrial engineering and management, you can ask me. Yeah, we'll we'll leave that for for a more personal conversation. Yeah, exactly. But do you have any plans for the future? Do you know if you'll be staying in Sweden or moving to a different country, going back to India? So my immediate future is to like finish my thesis and look for jobs in Sweden, uh, because throughout my studies here, I enjoyed the Swedish management culture and how things are here. Uh, I mean, the best example I can give you for the Swedish management culture is here, you call the professors by their name. And that, yes. that's like a big difference for me. Uh, so things like, like small things like that made a huge difference for my, my studies here. Yeah. And so I would like to start by looking in Sweden for future opportunities. But also, I would like to travel a bit around Europe because I couldn't do that due to, you know, obvious COVID reasons. Yes. Uh, so you, I guess you can say I have a wider scope while choosing the location for my future. That's nice. Got to hear that you, you adjusted really well. So about jobs and everything, did you ever pick up Swedish? Uh, I had a bit of elementary Swedish, you could say, but I couldn't really focus on my Swedish. My course was quite intensive and then everybody speaks in English, so I couldn't really improve my Swedish that much or maybe I was lazy. So, yeah, not mm, that much. Knowing you, I don't think you were lazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, no comments on that. <laughs> Shh. Just let it, just let the compliments it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So looking back at your master's, since you're quite close to finishing, is there anything that marked you the most about this master specifically? This master specifically, um, I mean, initially I was thinking about this specific program because I wanted to move from like uh, I did my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. So I want to move from a bit of engineering and I want to move like a little bit in between engineering and management. So this was quite good when I saw the course curriculum and like after coming here, the courses were really hit the expectation because you get to do a lot of group works. I'm not sure if that's just specific to my master's, but group works and uh, doing projects with a lot of international people. So that that made a huge difference for me because you get to know different perspective from people from different backgrounds. That's that's really good. And specific to my masters, I'm not sure if there's something that I can generalize other than this this thing. Yeah, working in between groups of different people. Mm, yeah. That's that's it, I guess. So more towards like the reflection part. Is there anything that you think you would do differently if you were to go back to before the time that you applied? Before the time I applied, um, actually, I had quite a bit of information about Sweden and the masters here. Not sure. Yeah, maybe uh, arriving here a, a few weeks early would have been good to attend all the, the welcome period activities and things like that. But things worked out well for me, so no complaints. All right. So if you had any advice for other non-European students that are thinking of applying, would it be arrive earlier? <laughs> oh, no. I mean... Knowing uh, all the things that I know now, I would advise the students to uh, read their course curriculum like carefully because I've seen people maybe not really going through all their courses and then having difficulties with it later on. So like on the academic perspective, I would advise that. And then I would say um, you need to have plan your budget properly. Uh, otherwise... Yeah, that is another issue. And then regarding the budget, you need to also have the your international or travel card with you uh, because here Sweden is a cashless country and carrying around, you know, currency might not be that useful. So I would recommend that. And then one important thing is the, the question that you get quite frequently regarding part-time jobs and other stuff. I would say first you get comfortable with your studies here and then uh, with your social life, like you're moving to a different country, you need to get settled in properly before you do other stuff. So studies, social life, and then if you're comfortable, then you can do a part-time job if everything else works out perfectly. What else? I'm not really that great at advice, <laughs> but yeah, if the, for the enthusiastic bunch of people, I would recommend joining a student association, which is really good to boost your confidence to maybe come up here in the podcast and speak about your experience openly and also to embarrass your fellow association members in the meanest way possible. <laughs> 
All right. We also, we actually have a question that was asked on the Instagram yesterday. What is one thing that you really miss about India here in Sweden? Okay, uh, I'll say a few things. I can't stick to one. The first thing would be food. It could be uh, mainly the food prepared by my mom. And then the street food, it's not really healthy, but yeah, street food was a really big point back home. And then watching and discussing cricket with my father, that was nice, and I, I miss that. Uh, then having the opportunity to go, go to a beach, because we had a lot of beaches nearby. So those are the few things I really miss about India. We also have a question about the strangest thing about Sweden that you've noticed. Hmm. Strangest thing. I... Yeah, like I mentioned before, the calling the the professors by their names was really strange for me. So there was this <clears throat> my first professor. He was actually a military retired person, and and then he he looked like that. So even if he was not teaching me, I would just go up to him and say, "Sir," instead of like you know, "Excuse me," I said, "Excuse me, sir." And then he was like, I I went up to him to ask for like some clarification during with, during my project. And he was like, I said, sir, can you help me with this? He's like, call me Jason. And then I said, okay, sir. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> and I then people, people were you. all <laughs> laughing over there. So that was quite strange for me. And it was my first course. So yeah, you can imagine the awkwardness over there. But that's nice. Uh, personally, I think it's it's very good that you can just talk to people by their first name yeah writing emails informally just just mentioning up to point things and that that is something i really like and especially getting to do that with your professors yeah i enjoyed that quite a bit all right so is there anything that you can think of that you would still like to add um i mean there are a few activities that i would recommend students to do here in sweden which would be, for me, it would be disc golf, which is my favorite sport. It's kind of an international sport, but I'm not sure about the popularity in other countries. But in Sweden, I, it's really popular. Yeah, I, I've noticed that it's really popular. But to be honest, I don't know how to play. <laughs> Could oh. you please explain it to me? Oh, yeah, you should join me. I mean, everybody knows about golf, where you, yes. yeah, you strike the ball. And when it reaches a point, you move from there to the, to the hole. So it's the same thing, but except you do it with a disc, like a frisbee. Okay. But it has like different discs and other stuff. That could be a whole one-hour different conversation. But so the same thing you follow with a disc. And I started this with one of my friends uh, who was here from Germany. And it was, we were really competitive getting, like getting the top score and things like that. And in, in link shopping, the best thing is you have one of the, one of the best courses in Sweden, and I was fortunate enough to experience or just to see the the national tour here like two months ago. So I was just walking around with all the professionals, just learning how to do things wow. the right way. And that was really a fun experience for me. Other than the activities here, I would say like in summer, in winter, skiing, ice skating on a frozen lake, uh, and then hiking, that could happen both in uh, summer and winter. And there's an app called Geocache. 
which makes it oh, more yeah yeah that I makes it more interesting that, like seven years ago actually <laughs> this is not my podcast <laughs> carry on once we went to this field trip uh for my master's and uh, a few friends of mine came across like a tupperware and then they were like is what is this is this drugs but now we opened it and it was just like it was a geocache so yeah, exactly. if you're listening at home and you don't know what it is google it because it's a really fun game if you don't like hiking it will help you want to hike yeah and that keeps your hiking spirit way high and yeah sometimes it can be misleading they they might write uh, like the the geocache is like two meters away or something and then you you move around the whole place and don't see it maybe it's like up on a tree or something it's so uh, i think it's it's quite fun to to do the geocaching thing. Nice. All right. So he, these are the tips from Vinayak. Yeah, that those are the recommendation for activities from Vinayak. Nice. So one last question, considering yeah. like this is a fika. What is your favorite type of fika? Uh, my favorite type of fika would definitely be canil buller. And for me, I think it's the same for everybody. Like you have a specific place that you want to buy your canil buller from. What is your favorite place to get them? IKEA. From? IKEA. Yeah, really? IKEA. Uh, yeah, you might think it's strange. It's not a cafe. It's uh, but but IKEA has the how would I how would I say it? like the 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 juicy canil buller. Okay. That that's well, there's really nothing tasty. more Swedish than IKEA. Yeah, and then a canil buller from the the cafe restaurant, uh, IKEA. It's that's my favorite. So when yeah, when I go to Roxen, like on the return trip, uh, hitting IKEA just yeah. just for a canil buller is really nice. All right, I think that is the perfect note to end this on. I think so too. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me here. You've listened to Fika with us with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guest, Vinayak. Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a Fika again soon.